Take your Bibles this morning, turn to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. We'll begin with verse 46. And then while you're there, take your Bibles and look over in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. We're going to look at these two sets of scriptures for a minute. Before we do, let me give you the definition of the word encounter. The word encounter. To encounter someone or something means this. To meet unexpectedly or to come upon. Number two definition is, is to meet in conflict and to engage in battle. This is the word encounter. The third definition is to meet with, face to face. That's an encounter. Then the last definition that we find in the Webster's Dictionary is to meet accidentally or in opposition. So what we're going to talk about this morning is when we come into an encounter with Christ, when we come into an encounter with Jesus, we're going to look at the responses of people through the Scriptures as they have encountered Jesus for the very first time and how they responded. Now, understand, uh, if we're going to discuss those things, what do you think my invitation is going to be directed towards? My invitation is going to be directed towards your encounter with Jesus. Your encounter with Jesus. Have you had one? When you encountered him, what did you do? So let's look first of all in Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. 46. Jesus is coming through Jericho and it says in verse 46, And they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now this is his encounter. Listen to how he responded. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. That was his encounter. He heard Jesus was coming. He wanted to see Jesus, this is how he encountered him. Look in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Again, Jesus is going through Jericho. And Jesus entered and he passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans or the tax collectors. And he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And he could not for the press, because he was little of stature. He was a short man. 
So he ran before and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully. He had an encounter. He had an encounter with Jesus. I sometimes watch a show on TV. It's called I Shouldn't Be Alive. I think some of you have probably seen that show before. It's episodes like a someone's driving late at night down a curvy road on a, the side of a cliff and they fall off the cliff accidentally. There's no evidence that they fell off the cliff. No one knows where they are. They're sitting at the bottom of this cliff and they've been there for four days and they shouldn't be alive. But how does it end? Well, they're able to get out and tell the story because they survived it. Or they, a plane crashes in the middle of Africa and they tell the story how they shouldn't be alive, but they survived. I think a famous one was a rock climber. He was climbing and he fell down into this ravine and he hurt his arm and he had to do some uh, drastic things in order for him to survive the, the thing. He shouldn't be alive. Well, this was one of those episodes. One of these episodes, it, it was a man and his son up in Alaska. They were hunting, they were deer hunting on this mountain and they've hunted this mountain many, many times, very familiar with the trails. Uh, the son gone, has gone one way, the daddy has gone another way. He's going up this trail. About halfway to where he was going to get in his stand to hunt, he encounters a grizzly bear. This grizzly bear is five or six times bigger than he is. He has already gone to the classes on what to do if you encounter a grizzly bear. Now, everybody knows that you can be taught to respond a certain way in a situation, but when that real situation gets on you, sometimes you don't do what you've been taught. You do what comes instinctively. So this man done exactly what he had the instincts of doing. What would you do if you're walking up the trail with a gun in your hand and a grizzly bear standing in front of you? What are you going to do? Exactly. So he does exactly what they taught him not to do. They, don't, they teach you not to provoke them. They teach you to stand there. They tell you not to look in the bear's eyes. They tell you to back away, not turning around, to just back away. But instinctively, he turned and he shot the bear, wounding the bear. So the bear decides to eat him, or so to speak. The bear attacks him, and as he's trying to fight off the bear, the more he fought off the bear, the more the bear attacked him, and he eventually got to the point that he just quit fighting. And when he quit fighting, the bear, I guess assuming that he had killed the man, the bear turned and walked away. And you know the rest of the story, because the title of the show is, I Shouldn't Be Alive. So he was... he. He uh, survives the incident and he tells about it. Many scars, lots of hospital time. But this is the deal. He encountered this bear. He came face to face with this bear. As the definition says, it says, they met in conflict. They engaged in battle, and that is exactly what took place. Now, I want you to know this morning, I have not come to you to tell you how to fight a bear. I'm not here to train you in case you go deer hunting and you encounter a grizzly bear what to do. 
But I do want to speak to you this morning about encountering and your encounter with Jesus Christ. The greatest encounter that you will ever experience. The reason that so much is invested in Soda Baptist Church is to get out this one message that Jesus loves you, that he died on the cross for you, and that is the most important message that we can, we can teach or preach at Soda Baptist Church, that he rose from the grave to give you life and give it to you everlasting. Amen. Now many of you have encountered Jesus. Many of you have a testimony of what brought that encounter on. Many of you have. I want you to know, listen, this guy had walked up this trail all of his life. He was raised in that area. He had walked up this trail hunting deer all of his life. He had seen bears at a distance, but this was the very first time he came face to face with the real grizzly bear. I want you to know, when I was a little boy, I guess I was, I was raised in church even before I was born. Mom and dad went to church before I was born. As I was brought into the world, mom missed one or two Sundays, and boom, I was at church that following Sunday. I was raised in church for nine years. I want you to know I walked up that trail. I had been to church. I had learned about Jesus. I could tell you the stories. I could tell you about the crucifixion. I could tell you about his birth. I could tell you about the blind man that received his. I could tell you all of these things. Listen right up here. I could tell you all of the things that happened. But it wasn't until I was nine years old that I encountered Jesus. See, and that's where many of us are today. Many of us are. Many here today could tell us everything we need to know about Jesus. But it could be that you've never encountered Him. I want you to know this hunter could tell you everything there was to know about a grizzly bear. He could tell you about how size, how the size were. He could tell you about their strength. He could tell you what made them up. He could tell you about their hibernation habits. He could tell you what they eat. He could tell you everything about them. He could tell you how to run them off. But when he come face to face in the encounter with this grizzly bear, it was different. And I want you to know, when I came and had my encounter with Jesus on a Thursday night at a revival service, I have never been the same again. That's what Jesus does. When you encounter Jesus, He can change your life if you will allow Him to change you. Let me ask this question. I guess just to respond with just a hearty amen. How many in this room have had an encounter with Jesus that changed your life? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because that's what this is all about, is having an encounter, a face-to-face -face with Jesus. We look at the scriptures this morning, we find that people responded differently when they came in contact with Jesus. When we see little old Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus is a, he's a little man, and well, he didn't do much crying out, but he did want Jesus' attention. So he took great effort to go and climb up a tree 
so that he might find her, he might see Jesus. And when Jesus came by, Jesus, Jesus noticed him. The blind man, completely in a different situation, he couldn't do anything physically about it except cry out. Jesus was coming by. And he wanted Jesus' attention. So he began to cry out. I want you to know there's a response probably for every individual in this room. There's a different response on how you respond when you encounter Jesus. Because when we look in the scriptures, and I'm not going to read these scriptures, these are just references of people who encountered Jesus. When the wise men encountered Jesus, they bowed down, worshipped, and they gave gifts. Jesus was just an infant. That's how they responded. When the devil, when we read in Matthew chapter 4, when Satan encounters Jesus for this time, he goes to Jesus and he questions Jesus. He tempts Jesus. He tries to get Jesus to, to fail. And then he left Jesus alone. When Peter and Andrew confronted Jesus, I don't think it was the first time Peter and Andrew had encountered Jesus, but he had, he had saw them on the wayside several different times. They had heard Jesus teach several different times. But when Jesus came and encountered them face to face and said, Peter, Andrew, come follow me, it says they dropped their nets and they immediately went and followed Jesus. And see, and I know that Jesus makes an encounter with every single one of us. The Bible tells us in the Scripture that that no one will have an excuse. Romans chapter 1 and verse 18. No one will have an excuse. I want you to know the Bible tells us in John chapter 1, and I, I think it's about verse 6 or 7, it says, every person on this earth has an opportunity to be saved. I cannot explain that. The Bible says it. I just believe it. All right? Everyone has an opportunity to have an encounter with Jesus, but many will encounter Jesus and turn away. Jesus has an encounter with you, but many will turn away. There was a leper that came and encountered with Jesus, and immediately when the leper saw Jesus, he fell down at his feet. Another situation, a blind man cries out. A sick woman that has a disease for over 12 years, when she encounters Jesus, she goes up behind him secretly and reaches in and touches the hem of her garment because she knew by faith that if she could just touch his garment, that she could be healed. Her encounter with Jesus. Religious leaders insulted and ridiculed Jesus. As Jesus was on the cross, they looked up at him and said, if you be the Christ, then come down. They spit on him. They slapped him. They flogged him. They beat him. That was their encounter with Jesus. They despised him. The demons. <laughs> I love it when, when the scriptures talk about when Jesus would encounter someone who was demon-possessed. I want you to know the demons feared him. When he comes across those, those two men that were in the Gadarenes, he comes off of the, Lord, the shore and these men are possessed with a legion, a legion of demons. And they cried out and they said, Lord, 
Son of God, are you here to torment us before our time? In other words, they knew their day was coming. Have you come to torment us before our time? I want you to know the demons feared Jesus. The people in Corzea and Bethsaida, Jesus came and it says that He could do few miracles there because they would not believe. They rejected Jesus. Even though He came and He brought miracles, they rejected Jesus. If you'll remember, Jesus said, it'll be better on that day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah than it will be for you. The very Son of God has walked in your midst and you've rejected Him. I want you to know America is the greatest country in all the world and we have had the, the gospel uh, proclaimed more in America than any other nation in the world and I want you to know America is going to fall under great judgment because of the access to the Son of God that other nations have never had. We're going to be held in a greater judgment because of that when we rejected Him. Many others fell at His feet and worshipped while others spit on Him, slapped Him, flogged Him, and crucified Him. The one thing I do know, the conclusion of all of this, all of those who have rejected Jesus, even in this room, just like me, you have been, I, I don't see, in, I, we may have some guests here this morning, I don't, I don't see you right off, but everyone in this room has been exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, how much He loved you, how much He, he paid the price to die for you. And, and see, and this is the deal. This is the deal. I was talking earlier about being distracted. About being distracted. There's things that take place in this world that distract us from serving God with all of our heart. Would you agree? Amen. My goodness gracious. It, it is so easy sometimes to get distracted and it's because we don't, we, we don't have our eyes focused in the right direction. We're looking at the things people have done to us in the past. How someone has responded to us. How, how something has happened in this time of our life or that time of our life and we hold that as a distraction and, and we don't get involved and we, we keep our hands at a distance and we guard ourselves because church has hurt us or this has hurt us or that has hurt us. And I want you to know, when we sing the song, I surrender all, we need to surrender all. We need to put the distractions behind us. Why do you think churches have revivals? And it's simply, it boils down to distractions. I mean, we get distracted in the world around us. I was talking to a teenager the other day, and they said, well, you know, I have started doing some things that I used to not do. I've started going back to some of the old habits that I used to have. And I said, you need to keep your focus, get your focus back on Jesus. Instead of asking in the morning when you wake up, what am I going to do for myself today? What do I want to accomplish? Ask the question, what does Jesus want to accomplish with my life today? I belong to Him. I surrender all. And no matter what everybody else thinks around me, what is your encounter with Jesus today? Today, what is your encounter with Jesus? 
The scripture tells us that if you're here this morning and you were born again, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You have him with you every day, all day. What's your encounter with him today? What are we going to do with him today is the question. Everyone will have a response to Jesus I guess one of the greatest things that concerns me today is this. My greatest desire as a pastor is that you know the Word of God and that we walk in a way that is pleasing to Him. And that, that that is why I preach the way I do. That is why it is so close to my heart to to express to you the importance of having that relationship with Him every day. Do we fail every day? You know, I hate to say it, but we do. Even I fail every day. You know, Paul says this, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do are the very things that I wind up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. It's not me, but it's the sin nature inside of me. But listen, as we become born-again children of God... I want you to know we should, as God's children, as we walk our Christian walk every day, we should, we're not sinless, but we should sin less. We we should try our best to keep that distraction of the world out of our minds and out of our hearts. And I want you to know we've got an enemy out there that is quite sufficient and he puts so many things in the world today. And I'll tell you, just and I mentioned this a minute ago, we used to didn't have to worry about cell phones in the church house. And believe me, I'm not saying that they're necessarily a bad thing, but they can become a distraction. I know many people that have iPads that they will sit there and read scriptures and take notes and do research while I'm preaching on the subject that I'm preaching. I think it's a great thing. One tap and there's solitaire. One tap, there's a movie. Or one tap, there's an advertisement. And, I, and you know, I wish I could say that there haven't been movies and card playing going on while the greatest message in all the world is being talked about and preached about. But it's just simple. It's a simply a distraction. And listen, <laughs> Listen, and, and, and I know some people think I'm up here wagging my finger. No, 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 no. I'm giving us tools maybe we, for us to recognize this and go, you know what? That is exactly what that is. I, I'm going to do better next time. I'm not here getting on to anybody. I'm saying Jesus wants you to walk with Him. He wants to have an encounter with you every day. Would you let Him have an encounter with you? So let me end just like this. Question number one. Have you had an encounter with Jesus? Has there been a time when you met Jesus on your trail of life? I mean, you've known all about him. This old man, he had seen the old grizzly bears in the distance as he walked this trail. He would see them over here. He would see them over there. He would see them over on that mountain range. But there came a day he met that one on the road or on the trail right there in front of him. Kind of like Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Have you ever met Jesus and had an encounter with Him that changed your life? Let, let's, let's, not, 
Let's not speak in metaphors. I'm talking about have you have you come to know Jesus as your personal Savior when you went to Him and said, Lord Jesus, I believe that You're the Son of God. I believe that You died on the cross for my sins. I believe that You rose from the grave. God, would You forgive me my sins and come into my life and change me? That's an encounter that changes your life. Have you had that encounter? If you've not, I encourage you this morning to have that encounter with Jesus. Second question. Are you a born-again child of God and you can tell me right now specifically when you had that encounter, you remember when it changed your life, but since that encounter, uh, you're not walking like you used to, there's a few distractions in your life, you don't read and study the Bible like you used to, attendance is not what it used to, you're not as involved as you used to be, things in your life have crowded it out, you've been distracted Let's get our distractions, get them out of the way this morning, and let's focus on who Jesus is in our life. Let's stand together. (coughs) Father, this morning I just pray for that encounter to take place this morning. Where there's a battle of the heart, the battle between good and evil, the battle between having the Father that is the Son of God or the, the, the Father that is of the devil. God, let that, that encounter take place this morning in the heart of that lost one this morning. Father, I also ask that during this time of invitation that you would speak to the heart of that individual that is a born-again child of yours that things in life have caused them to be distracted. God, with revival on my mind, that that soul would be revived and rekindled and become ablazed again for your service and your work. Thank you so much for the opportunity that you give us in America to assemble like we are this morning and to proclaim the word of Jesus boldly. We just want to give you this time of response in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing this.